tell me what you're doing here. Let's flip a coin. Heads, I tell you, tails, we go out on a date. <laughs> Warning, Otaku contains adult language and discussion. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. <laughs> it's over 9,000! Alright everybody, welcome to episode 3 of Otaku, Neon Genesis Evangelion, redo, redo, redo. <laughs> so if you haven't guessed yet, just by the title of the episode, we're going to be talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion. We're going to be talking about Netflix release, uh, the controversy that has come up with it up until the release, and how those of us that have seen the original compare it to the new release. Does it still hold up? Or does it change too much where it falls flat on its face? So today, I'm actually joined in the studio again by my cohort and fellow elder anime watcher, uh, Mike. Hello. And also we have a new guest today uh, who is actually new to Neon Genesis Evangelion, which will pre- present a great contrast of opinion. Uh, we have Andrew uh, Spindler, who you might have known from Rain Man doing the news, being the void. And from Game State. Did Hello. I get you, did I get your, game, your show right? Game State, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, sweet. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. I'm batting, you know, two. I got the I got the website right on the last show. You're on a roll. You only got right. 99 more to go. Right? Wow, I, I'm only three shows in. All right. It's all downhill <laughs> from here now. Uh, so everybody today, uh, in the past shows, me and Mike talked about our history with anime. Um, Andrew, what is your, uh, in a brief uh, statement has your is your foray into anime since you are the younger of the three of us in the studio today lots of tentacles i'm sure uh i did start off with tentacles my first exposure not a joke was to hentai um and yaoi as well and yaoi well of course yeah. obviously yeah. um no but i i am not a diehard anime fan although i do enjoy them quite a bit however my watchings is basically whatever i can get on popular streaming services primarily netflix do you mean your viewings when you say watchings sure yeah that okay. works your watchings viewings yeah. is that, is that, wait, like view like watchings makes it sound dirty you're like i'm watching you <laughs> when i <laughs> hello um, oh why hello oscar langley sorry how are you doing you saucy redhead you night when my girlfriend goes to sleep i flip open my phone and i do my watching <laughs> <laughs> that uh, even makes it worse that's even better i don't know what you're talking about uh to give you an idea of what the first anime that i watched to completion was death note so that kind of set oh yeah no yeah you're yeah. you're definitely a a, a youngin yes, in, the, in, the, so. in the anime fandom as compared to that's not me. a bad one to start in. no though. it's actually a really good one yeah so. it's quite good yeah uh preferred the manga over the show but you know hey that's neither here nor there yep um you can be wrong that's fine <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it so anyways guys uh, we will be again talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion from the start all the way to the Netflix release. Now, for those of you that don't know what Neon Genesis Evangelion is, <gasps> the shock, the awe, the horror. How can you not? <laughs> it, so Evangelion is set 15 years after a worldwide cataclysm, particularly in the futuristic fortified city of Tokyo 3. Yes, there have been two, there's a Tokyo 1. That got destroyed. Then to Tokyo 2. And now we're on the Tokyo 3. The protagonist is Shinji, a teenage boy who was recruited by his father to the shadowy organization Nerve to pilot a giant biomachine mecha called an Evangelion. 
into combating alien beings known as angels. So if you haven't already got it just by the title and just by the fact that the alien beings they fight are angels, there is a lot of religious imagery used throughout the show derived from Kabbalah, Christianity, and Judaism. Uh, the show is pulls no punches. Um, I've always described None. it as a <laughs> as a mental mind fuck. Now, before um, we go any further, I'm not yet finished with the series. That's fine. And we're, I, not, we're not. There will be no spoilers in this. We're okay. not going to say what happens. Yeah. Uh, we will, you know, talk about a lot of the main characters and how they differ from the the new release on Netflix and see the original one that me and Mike watched back in the '90s. And so, with that, the series itself was directed by Hideki Anno. And it's written by Ideki Ano as well. Uh, the studio that originally produced it or that produced it was Gainax. And uh, originally aired um, October 4th of 95 all the way to March 27 of 96. And then it released in the States on VHS. If I can find the date again. It was back in 90. Was it 97? I believe it was 97. Yeah. Uh, let's see. VHS starting on. Maybe 98, because back then we got them delayed. I know... Uh, so VHS started in um, August of 97. Okay. So 13 English VHS tapes or subtitled um, starting August 97, released by ADV Films, which actually then went defunct in 2009. So up until then, uh, we've got those. We've got the DVD releases that came out in 2004. They went defunct? Um, they, they were... All their properties were bought out. Wow, um, what a sad way to go out when your property, Neon Genesis, is attributed to bringing back or giving new life, breathing new life into anime. Like, because a lot of people say this is the series that rejuvenated anime for the mainstream. Yeah, well, so they did um, another one of the series um, that they licensed. Actually, their first series was uh, Devil Hunter Yoko. Oh, yeah. Um, which is another great one. And then, in, you know... Um, in 2008, in uh, July of 2008, ADV Films and Arm, the Arm Corporation transferred the licenses to over 30 different shows into the hands of fellow animation distributor and now probably the biggest animation distributor uh, out there right now, Funimation. Um, they included rights to home video, broadcast, digital merchandising in North America and other regions. Um, other ADV titles have since be re been relicensed by other companies such as, again, Funimation Anaplex of America, Sentai Filmworks, Media Blasters, um, and then you know there's uh, Viz Media, NIS America. Um, and I don't believe I don't know if I believe Media Blasters is also not around anymore as well. Um, so definitely, you know, ADV had a lot that they you know brought into um, into the anime world and brought a lot of stuff that nobody um, nobody, nobody was really touching at the time. So they were you know. I would say a pioneer um, oh, absolutely. You know, in the anime industry. Cause I mean, they did that. They did Robotech, um, you know, Elfin Lied, Gaunts. I mean, if um, you just had Robotech and Evangelion and that's all you had, you would probably be considered a success. <laughs> right. And, but they grabbed, they did other stuff as well. Um, and then um, in 2008, the ADV announced that they had entered into a licensing arrangement with a new licensor, uh, which is Sentai Filmworks. So essentially now Sentai Filmworks, ADV is now Sentai Filmworks. Okay. Um, so Sentai Filmworks has kind of been, they've been slowly releasing a lot of stuff. Um, I get updates from them when they announce new releases. So um, 
Interesting. So essentially, uh, you know, ADV went uh, kind of defunct and everything that they released was kind of out in limbo. And that included a lot of the Evangelion releases, such as the um, like the DVDs, um, which they did um, into the last DVD set was released in 2005. Um, yeah. And then there's a Blu-ray collection out in Japan. Um, and of course you, not here. Well, yeah, of course, because the, the licensing was all up in the air. Yeah. Um, but if you do go back and you do watch the film, you know, the new films that they released, the, um, geez, um, Evangelion 1.0, you are not alone. Um, 2.0, you cannot advance 3.0. You cannot redo. And then the final film, which is Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, um, which will come out in 2020, which is the final, um, kind of the film, these new films are kind of, are kind of a retelling of the series in film form. So they take a lot of the show and they come, they condense it. Yeah, They did that a lot in the nineties. I don't know if they do it as much now, but in the nineties, they would condense these awesome episodes into like two hour epics and you miss so much substance. And I remember neon Genesis did that as well, even in the nineties. Well, they did the death and there was the um, death and rebirth and then the end of Evangelion and then rebuild of Evangelion. Now I don't remember which one is which, but I do know that they, the original director and writer of neon Genesis wanted to do a movie because he was not allowed to end the series the way he wanted during the original episodic run. Right. And that was the end of Evangelion, um, which came out in 97. Okay. Um, and it basically provided a provide as, as it states, uh, provided a complete new ending as a retelling of the final two episodes of the TV series. Um, and then, Basically, it was a the film provided a more controversial action based resolution to the series yeah, plot yeah, lines. Yeah. Um, so this new series, which was called Rebuild of Evangelion, which is the 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, and then the 3.0 plus 1.0, they retell the first five episodes from the series. But then from the second film onward, the story is completely different. Yeah, and that's weird. New They're actually really good. Really? Um, yeah. No, I like. So I have a, a friend of mine. We're both huge. Actually, two other friends of mine. We're both big on Evangelion, and we've seen the new films. And um, we've they. We, I I think they're they're really well done. And now are they are they're not new animations. They're just chopped up episodes. No, right? it's a completely whole new animation. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that they, I did not know. Yeah. So like one um, where in the first episode where Shinji first pilots the the unit one. That whole scene, it like everything's redone. So that new scene is is amazing. These series, and what's funny is, is that these series are released by Funimation. So Funimation has the rights to release these shows <laughs> or these movies, but Netflix um, that has got the rights to the put series. out the show. Yeah, that's insane. Um, and so, uh, Netflix and Funimation were, you know, obviously Funimation wanted to get Evangelion and re-release it because they already do the movies. So it would make sense for them to go after the show. And so, but Netflix obviously you got know, the rights, got the rights. They outbid going through and, and looking up while I was rewatching the series, while I was looking up, you know, a lot of the, con- some of the controversy that has popped up because of, you know, them redubbing the series. Um, there's an article from polygon.com polygon.com. Uh, that basically stated Evangelion on Netflix is a disservice for anime fans, says Funimation president <laughs> with the underlying uh, 
Which can we just translate to, I did not get the license (laughs) and I lost a shitload of money. End quote. And then the subtitle for the article is hard to stand out in Netflix's gigantic library. Well, that's true. We actually talked about that in our last show. Yeah. And so Fukunaga, which is the founder and president of Funimation, said that Netflix isn't a great place for major anime releases, especially big ones like Evangelion. Um, He's quoted saying, honestly, Netflix is willing to significantly overpay for something like Evangelion and outbid anybody by multiples, no matter what their ROI is, Um, which is, uh, I'm assuming, which is return Return on on investment. Yeah. Um, And then shortly after, you know, this was said shortly after uh, Netflix announced that they'd be distributing the mid 90s classic. Um, And then he goes on to state, I'm 100 percent sure that we've done a much better job brand managing it and turning it back into what it was. And he's referring to the. Uh, the rebuild of Evangelion uh, movie series. Um, he believes that Netflix acquiring Evangelion is a loss for anime fans. Um, he stated that he doesn't believe they will do it justice. Okay. I can definitely see his side of the argument. 100%. However, I, I don't know if it would be an injustice because if anything, people like Andrew, watched Evangelion for the first time because it was on Netflix. Right. Andrew wouldn't have watched it if it was on Funimation. No, not at all. In fact, um, Evangelion was one of the the series that is kind of like on the fringes. Like, I I know I need to watch this, but it's not convenient right. for me to right. watch it anywhere. When, and, that's, and that's the thing where um, on the last show we talked about upcoming shows on Netflix, you know, the upcoming anime releases that they have. Um, when they announced that they were getting Ava, they announced it, and then the media kind of coverage was a little quieter than what I would have thought it would have been. So let me ask you this question: Has has Ava been on any streaming services before Netflix? Well, no, because that was everything doing with uh-huh. ADV, and then their uh, lawsuit with Gynax. Licensing so was holding it, was it up. Ho- so licensing was holding it up. Um, two thousand nine, ADV basically kind of went what? you know defunct. So it was just it sits a, there. Was then, it a Sorry, but two. If you look at um, anime streaming services, mm-hmm. a lot of them are focusing on newer series and then kind of getting the rights to other series, like older popular series. Let me just let me just um, put this out here, okay? So, again, understanding the argument from a purist side of things, the CEO of Funimation, I understand his argument. However, Funimation has three hundred thousand subscribers, reportedly. Netflix is close to 150 million. It's not a disservice. If anything, more people are open to seeing it or have the ability of seeing it. And the chances of anybody who's not already going to subscribe to Funimation would not subscribe. Oh, I got to check out Evangelion. I've been wanting to check it out for some time now. If anything, the people who are going to be watching it are the fans of Funimation. So, if anything, I feel like this is a great portal or gateway series to get people into anime so that down the road they may even say, hey, you know what? Where else can I find anime? I've just breezed through all of Netflix's library, and then they will get into Funimation. So, if anything, people like Funimation and Crunchyroll should be happy that there are providers, streaming services like Hulu and Netflix who are getting into the game because they are introducing the mainstream to this niche genre. And when I say niche or niche fandom, and when I say niche, I know it's a big fandom, but for the most part, 
even though anime, anime is way more popular than it has been in years past, it's still not a household name for many people. Okay, they may know what anime is, they may have seen it, but they don't understand the magnitude and the greatness of anime. So if anything, Neon Genesis being on Netflix, I think is a good thing for not just the series, but for anime as a whole. I, I mean, agree. okay, yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's 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 good. So again, I can see where the upset is and I can kind of, I understand where he says they don't, they wouldn't do it justice. At this and and the thing with like Netflix and I I kind of said this on our last show was that Netflix has so much that they put out that they don't I think really take a lot of time to promote a lot of their shows. Absolutely, you're right. Um, properly, and with that, with Funimation, if Funimation had gotten the rights, would they have done? Would they have put more promotion into it? Possibly, would it have done just as well? Maybe not. No, not even but close. Because even then, you have 150 million eyes on that title, right? But even then, when you go into it, if they'd received the rights to it, okay, so they got the rights to distribute the show. Mm-hmm. Now, then they have to look at, okay, do we want to just keep the original dub, or do we want to redo it? And then, if we do redo it, do we bring back the original cast? And this is where the and controversy. This is where a lot of the controversy comes in, right? Is you know is they didn't bring back the original cast. So Netflix is responsible for the redubbing. So with that, they're responsible for the redubbing. They did the redubbing. They casted it. Um, There's a lot that went into the redubbing. Um, Okay, so now I understand where this controversy stems from. I didn't realize that. That, Now that makes sense why people, it seems like a purist thing. It's like purist versus the world. It's like, hey, you know what? Not only did you take it from Funimation, but now you redubbed it. How dare you? And, you know, as a purist myself at times and a big fan of the 90s run of Evangelion, I can understand that argument as well, for sure. So they, you know, that's his grievance. And a lot of a lot of people, even the original voice actors were extremely upset that they were not brought back. Yeah. Um, even uh, Tiffany Grant, who is the original voice actress for Asuka, um, basically stated on, on one social media post that... Uh, this production was also very rushed, even though Gainax had a lot of input and supervision of our original product. I feel like it was nothing compared to Studio Kara's involvement in this new version. Now, does this mean, I, I, and I'm, I can only assume it does, the original English dub, they're not getting paid a cent then from no. anybody. They're not getting any residuals since well, they've been there's, bombed. Because there's nothing to, there's no DVDs out on sale for them. Um, and the licensing was so skewed and, and handed to different hands that I'm sure contracting was also a big part of that. And I'm sure those original dubbed voiceover people just got lost in the mix. And they're like, hey, guess what? You're not a part of this new licensing. Therefore, your contracts are null and void. We're not using you in any way. We don't owe you a cent. So, me- I, so I can kind of understand that argument as well. Go well ahead. So and she, even, and she even went on to saying that. Um, or another post, it was went on to saying that basically the original voice actors were. Uh, she's even said on other on other interviews on it or other posts that they were flown in after the fact, just kind of as a afterthought to say, "Hey, okay, we'll let you guys audition, but we've already made our choices." Oh, that's horseshit. Can I ask, um, can I ask a question about the dub? Just no. jump the originals in. and such. Yeah, jump go ahead. In. So uh, for Tiffany Grant, she was the English dub voice actor for Asuka, right? right? Isn't her performance considered significantly inferior to the Japanese dub? It, it, overall, wasn't the original run of the of the English dub of the show just considered 
tour? Um, Neon Genesis. So oh, when the dub for Neon Genesis. That's kind of a that goes an in, opinion that, thing, that's, right? That's solely opinion. That goes down into... Um, uh, man, that, that goes down into a sub versus dub kind of conversation. It, it really does because if because the way when Greg brought this topic, Greg, when you brought this topic to me, the first thing I said was like, "And why do I give a shit about the dub, anyways?" I'm like, because I always have watched the subtitles of everything. That's just I'm a I'm a pretentious douche when it comes to Japanese animation. I want to watch things with the original language. I'm a subtitled dude. Right. So when you brought this controversy to me, to my attention, I was just like, and right. You just kind of, you, you gave me the look of like, why the fuck do I even give a shit? Yeah. However, um, I, I, if it's on Netflix, you now, have to, you have to cater to the mainstream and most people want dubbed versions. So it, right. Whether, right. And so whether it's, you consider it a, um, an inferior, version of inferior performance to the original Japanese voice actress. That's kind of on an opinion. Um, I, I saw both versions of the show mm-hmm. um, growing up. You know, I saw both dubbed and subtitled and just kind of sticking with um, the new, the, just the dubs only um, the Neon, the dub for Neon Genesis back in the nineties was probably, if not one of the, one of the better dubs. It was it. Um, that had come out because in the nineties and even up through like early two thousands, you had a lot of dubs that were coming out that really, they still at that point didn't understand that anime wasn't just a kid's thing that it was, you know, for kids and adults and, and, you know, and so on. And because you have, you know, uh, the fucking horrid, um, four kids, you know, dubbing <laughs> yeah. of one piece and the four kids dubbing of, fucking naruto where they you know everybody had to have a catchphrase yeah you know naruto had believe it which is the dumbest fucking thing in the world yeah oh you so, believe it i swear to god damn it andrew <laughs> i'm heavily regret- regretting letting you on this one just for that um but Otaku. <laughs> but going into you know the controversy um not only did we was the dubbing a big change that a lot of people didn't like um, one of the most pivotal things for the original the original show, whether it was subtitled or dubbed, and Mike, you you'll probably remember this was that yeah the ending credits was always fly me to the moon yeah like when the episode ended and fly me to the moon hit I mean you knew that's when the episode is over but it was kind of a, a no matter what happened in the episode no matter how like fucking weird it got you got down to fly me to the moon it was kind of almost like it it brought you down or, you know, flew you to the moon. So you didn't, you know, you know, decide to, you know, slit your, slit your wrists. No, I don't think that I've heard this song. Fly Me to the Moon is a Frank Sinatra song. Do you, do you have this old blue eyes? Oh, I haven't. I, let me rephrase. I've not listened to this in the context of the show. Oh, okay. Because I was. Yeah, there is a, a an aura that this brings. But that, and like, and an ambiance, I should say. And see, like, no matter, like, no matter when I've ever heard the song, it plays and I automatically think, I don't think of Frank Sinatra anymore. I think of Neon Genesis. (laughs) That's funny. So, um, but obviously the change is made for an obvious reason, which was licensing. But. Which which, that, that, dude, that's a a stain on on so many Netflix properties when they get, or I should say Netflix. Imports? Yes, because licensing 
will remove so many original pieces when it comes to soundtracks because like contracts are null and void they didn't make deals with these musicians for whatever reason maybe they're they are dead the estate doesn't want to do business and then they have to replace it with some subpar piece that happens a lot and what's and what's even funnier is that in netflix in japan it still has fly me to the moon at the end credits interesting so it's but it's not in the u.s so Japan, it's fine. You know, they don't, they obviously don't give a shit about Sinatra over there. So just get a VPN and then watch yeah. the... Uh... We're not saying, folks, to go get a VPN to watch Netflix in other countries. It's possible. Do we promote it on this network? We've never even heard of that before. No, but hey. j- just get a VPN to protect your identity. That's it. Protect your identity so people so you can don't surf know. safe so people don't you know, yes. steal your identity. And do not use it to watch a Japanese version of Netflix, please. <laughs> don't do it. It's just to protect your, your IP from the public. And from dirty Russian hackers. Yes. And from people finding out what type of porn you're looking at. But um, do not use it for Netflix. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, we've already stated, the read, the read, the redub is different. The cast is completely different. Um, and a lot of articles have said some of the changes are pretty cool. Um, the, the voice of Shinji Ikari is now voiced by a trans woman, uh, Casey Mangilo. Oh. Um, oh, that's so progressive of Netflix. But and and really, it's it, whether you're okay with the new voices will come down to again personal preference. Um, whether or not you like Oscar's original voice by Tiffany Grant or you like the new one, um, again, it's personal preference. I and, will say this. I will say this, Greg. I was very ready to obliterate this new dub, and I was pleasantly surprised with how well it fit. The original series. And I was expecting it to be a sore thumb. And I was expecting them to tone down the. <laughs> you know the very over the top at moments sexualized female voices. Because of this modern era we're in. I was expecting to hate it. Because if people don't remember. If it's been years and you haven't watched Neon Genesis. There's a lot of uh, sexual imagery. It, it's anime. Yep. It's <laughs> It's anime. There's a I mean, ton of sexual there, imagery. There's a lot of sexual suggestion, uh, especially in that first episode when uh, I forget her name, the the woman who invites Shinji. To live with her. I Misato. mean, he's a child. She's a woman. She, she already she's, sees his dick in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, she's throwing her boobs in, in his face. Then she's taking a shower while she's talking to him while he's taking a shower in the other place. I mean, I expected them to just kind of remove a lot of that. And I was pleasantly surprised that they didn't. They didn't do that. And I think the only reason why they didn't, because this is Netflix and they make a lot of progressive decisions of late. And sometimes, unfortunately, that has to do because of the Me Too movement. Luckily, and I I should say, fortunately, I think they had the foresight to realize that if they did make any real changes, that the anime fans would have had a field day. Yeah. Would have had a field day. And they would have rioted and protested Netflix and saying that they should never have a license of any anime moving forward because of this gross negligence to a property that's beloved. Well, even with, even, even with, you know, with, even within the show itself, I mean, there's, there's not really anything they can cut out that doesn't end up playing a part in, yep. in the development of the show. All so, of I mean, it matters. Anything that they would cut out, you know, would completely change the story, you know, uh, you know, and make it a different show. Did you have any reservations or any, were you hesitant? When- I was, so I, I, I was hesitant to watch it when I started it because, um, there are things that the original dub and the original show kind of cemented in, 
the anime fandom based on the show. Um, and one of those things is uh, Shinji's line, I mustn't run away. Um, instead, in the new dub, he says, don't run away. Or, you know, I, you know, don't run away, don't run away, don't run away. Or, you know, I can't run away. Um, and it's just like, the way it's, the way it's kind of said is it takes this whole thing from Shinji being a little bitch to just like, all right, well, now he just, just a fussy teen doesn't yeah. want to do it. Oh, you think you felt like they did change that I, a bit? I don't, I'm not, I'm okay with the, the line change because again, like I said, the, the script is essentially retranslated from studio car who's involved in the movie releases. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's done by their in-house translator, um, Dan Kanemitsu, um, and the actually the new English language cast was chosen by uh, Studio Car as well. Okay. Um, so, well, that's probably why it felt authentic then, because it did feel authentic. Did you feel like it was too different, or did you feel like it worked? After a few episodes, it, it worked. And I think that was more so the character, the voice actors, kind of coming into their own with the characters. But like that first episode, especially with Shinji and like establishing his persona um as kind of like a bitch that's his persona um well he whines he's like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it why did my dad call me here like yeah. he doesn't love me like this you know that you know that's his stories you know he's got daddy issues and you know he's never seen a picture of his mom um <laughs> but the the way like the, some of the lines are delivered, it's just it was almost like it was like a table read, and they're like, "Ah, this sounds good. We'll just go with this." Yeah. But as it went on, it's kind of about to say the voice actors developed into the characters as the characters developed themselves. Yeah. But that's no, I, mean, I that's, get what you're saying. That's what happened, and the um the translation is from what I've been reading. It's a it's a little it's it's a more tr- uh, literal literal translation of the original Japanese writing. Um, again, in the first episode, Shinji is referred to as the third children. Mm-hmm. That's one problem I had with it is because it they just like, all right, cool. It's the third children. All right, we're going to use third children. It's the third child. Like it's it, you're not like saying it's a third child is not changing it. So you're much. saying you were OK with that? The third children, the third child, the thing when they're like, oh, it's a third child. It's a third children. That bothers me because it doesn't it doesn't flow to me. Here's why I'm OK with it. Um, Again, I haven't listened to the original dub, uh, but I, I'm okay with it because it it kind of sterilizes the humanity aspect of it in defense of humanity. Like right. you are you are an individual, but for purposes to save humanity, you are a machine, and we need to strip that humanity from you. Is at least the way that I'm coming. Right. That I'm choosing to. No, no, and that's and that's again. That's why I liked having you on the show is because yeah. you, you. This is your first time seeing it. Yeah. So you're presenting a whole new view on it. Episode 18, as of last night. So, um, and then one other thing. How many times they, have you paused to go jerk it? Because there's just too, too many like sexual. Why would I uh, pause it to jerk it? Oh, why would just, I stop the action? Oh, okay. So you're just there, <laughs> like, uh, give me a second. No, I do kind of want to comment on. Uh, on the on the Japanese subtitles um, that are translated to English, of course. Do you know if those are the original, if that's the direct translation? So that's actually what I was going to get to. Well, not the whole subtitles, but sure. at least one part that was removed in the subtitles that's caused an uproar was... How do people know? Hey, in the subtitles, it said the... Because you have those people that'll sit, that probably have the DVDs or the VHS and have gone back and rewatched them like side by side. Yeah. 
Also, people are bilingual, just not. Really, are they? I know. It's weird. Sometimes they're trilingual. <gasps> no, they don't exist. Maybe quadrilingual. No, nah, you're just making stuff up. What about translingual? Is that a thing? <laughs> I think the uh, <laughs> voice actor in this was translingual. Oh, God damn it. Isn't that what you said earlier? Trans, it's a trans woman. Not oh, trans oh, I thought it was translingual. God damn it. That's a new thing. So the scene, what, that, the right. scene that I'm talking about <laughs> is one scene's gay subtext has been removed. Oh, it says fans on. up in arms um, for what they're and what they're calling straight washing. Sure. Um, <laughs> These, it's valid. The things that people listen. I'm I, I am not as passionate about it, but that's stupid. Straight washing. Just whatever. Go ahead. So it basically goes between Shinji and one uh, and another another male character who plays a big part in the ending of the show. And in the original release, it, he says it means I love you. In the new release, he says it means I like you. Um, basically, he was telling Shinji. Um, that's a big difference, too. That's a huge difference. That's a yeah. That Shinji is worthy of love and that he loves him. Where in the new version both out loud in the subtitles, the character basically says, you're worthy of my grace and I like you. Um, so what's Netflix's justification on changing that? So the justification came from the actual translator, um, which Who hates gays reportedly. <laughs> no, which basically he said it, it because coming from Japanese, it's very ambiguous. Um, and they wouldn't really outright say that. I love you like two male characters. I mean, that's a valid point. So well, sexuality is not ambiguous in Japan. That sounds like bullshit. At the time that the the episode released, I would no. You're talking about the new the new sub, right? Right. So basically, what it says. Um, yep. Fair. Okay, I got that backwards. Yep. And so basically, what in the article, um, one of the articles that I read basically said the change. Um, this it may not have been a malicious change. If you go in depth, the original <laughs> Japanese in the original Japanese, as one Reddit user did, because we all know everything shows up on Reddit in truth. Um, it becomes clear that it is more complicated due to the ambiguity present in the original Japanese script. Hmm. I, I feel like the intent is a little more nefarious and usually I'm not on this side of things, but like and love are, is are very different. Right. And very so, different. And that imagine if you are just, you turn it off, you're just watching the visuals and you just have those subtitles. Okay. You're relying on those subtitles, and that's the first time, first time you've ever viewed it. It changes the context of the entire scene. And if the original context was supposed to be homoerotic or have homo subtext, that sounds really bad. Gay subtext there, gay subtext, then that's the intent. That's the purpose of the original telling of that story. And if some Netflix Yahoo comes in and decides to change it, I think that's a disservice to the original well, and so, and, art. And that's the thing is that most fans were used to the word love. That makes the scenes, the scene subtext explicit. Um, but the Netflix translation leads kind of into navigating sort of like flirty, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I like you, but you know what like means, right? That's present in the original script. So like I said before, the translation with the new script that Studio Karna and their in-house translator did is that a lot of it is kind of a more literal translation. So... All right. That kind of he takes that and, and kind of goes with it. I don't know um, if I buy it, but you know what? I'll accept it. And one of the other things that I, I was confused by, especially with like the um, when you watch the dub is the on-screen text is just left untranslated. 
unless you turn on subtitles. Oh, really? Correct. Yeah. So you're just sitting there watching. And you're like, all right, sweet. Don't know what the fuck that means, but let's go in the episode. Let's <laughs> it, do it. Uh, okay. In certain episodes, you, 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 it's just there and they don't even, they do nothing about it. It's baked in. It's really interesting. Yeah. And then uh, all cursing has been removed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So. All right, Netflix. What are you doing? See, I, right. I was I was for Netflix up actually, until this. I'm actually kind of disappointed in that. Yeah. See, I was all about Netflix. See, now suddenly, let's go back to the original start of this segment when the Funimation CEO was saying it's a disservice to fans. Well, if they're changing shit and not staying true to the original soul of the piece, then I absolutely agree with the CEO. And again, the reasoning for the removal is that they state, you know, because Japan doesn't have the Japanese language doesn't have swear words in the sense that we're used to. Um, when it was localized originally, translators would often add English curse words to get Japanese to get Japan's more nuanced context <sighs> across. Um, so, again, like in the original uh, in the original release, uh, there's a line in the series inclusion was altered from I'm so f- I'm so fucked up to I'm the lowest of the low. It may be a more little translation, but it loses its it loses the feeling, it loses the urgency or the desperation of the line. And then another line is so so fucking what if I'm not you was changed to fine, so I'm a stranger. So again, it's another literal translation, but a lot of fans aren't happy because again, it loses it kind of loses its its context, its um its urgency, the mm-hmm. desperation, the feeling of it to so they're saying that they changed it. Because basically, the, they're trying to say they went back to the original form. Right. They just kind of took the little translation and then went with it. Okay. I will say that. All right. That watch that um, with the English dub in in certain moments there are scenes where like in English it doesn't quite. There's points. It makes it, sense. It, there's points it, where it doesn't really flow. Like you right. get what you're saying, but it doesn't. That is like in the first episode where Shinji decides he's going to pilot the the Ava, the unit one, he goes, I'll be your pilot. Like there's no urgency in it. I'll be your I'm not saying he has to like swear, but like the way the line was delivered is kind of like, I'll pilot it. What was, what was the original? It was the same thing. Like he's like, Oh, he says I'll do it, but he says it with more like there's, he was like, I'll do it. Like he, is more, but that's not a fl- more affliction for that particular example. That wouldn't be a fault of the translator. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, there's like with, with the lines, I, I don't feel that the voice actors really could deliver them like with the sense of urgency or, or gotcha. the feeling that they, that the original had. Now, is that a fault of, of the, of the VA or is that just a fault of the translation though? That's it's, it, it could be a little on both. Cause the VA has to read them like, okay, how am I going to deliver this? And if they try to deliver it, they're like, well, fuck that sounds weird. I'll just, okay. I'll just say the line. Okay. So just to bring some more context to this conversation and for people that may not be 100% up to speed with Japanese animation. Now, according to a linguist, Japan curiously, curiously does not have swear words in the usual sense. You can insult a Japanese person by telling him that he has made a mistake or done something foolish, but the Japanese language does not have any of those blunt instrument epithets. Like there's no calling you a dipshit. There's there's right. a sentence that equates to calling you a dipshit. But it's not saying you're a dipshit. Right. Yeah. So, again, more little translation. Um Another and 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 then the rest of it's you know it's it's little things, um in the original series uh with the logo for nerve, um there's a phrase from a Robert Browning poem which reads God God's in His heaven all's right with the world, um mm. and then 
I didn't notice until until uh, somebody pointed out in an article that it's been changed from all is right with the world to all is very good. And what's the reasoning behind that? Are they say um, there's no real reasoning behind it. Um, changing it doesn't it doesn't make much sense for them to change it. So why they yeah. changed it? Nobody nobody knows. There's no the, theories out there. No. So um, now these are all complaints though that are being. They're, they're, they're complaints being posted from fans, obviously fans that have seen the original series right. um, that have a context to go with it. And even, you know, the original voice actors, um, the last thing, you know, the differences between the old and the new one um, is I don't really understand how hard it is to say the fucking word nerve because when you watch it, everybody goes nerve, narve. Yeah, I noticed nerve. that. I'm like, it's nerve, nerve, fucking nerve. Okay. It's it. So in the original dub, because again, mm-hmm. I didn't want to dig out my VHS tape from my, my, um, sweat box in do the you, backyard. Do you, have a, do you even have a VHS cassette player to play it? I, I actually do. Yeah. Oh, well then. So how do they pronounce? I couldn't remember because it's been years it, since I actually watched it. It's pronounced nerve. Like, you know. Okay. Like, Cause I was thrown off by that. Yeah. When I first heard, I'm like, I go, maybe they're just kind of like saying it a little different. No, like we work it's for nerve. nerve. I'm like. Yeah, there's an A in there. And not sure. to be an asshole, but I automatically automatically thought of you pronouncing Bill Maher's last name. Mayor? Yeah. <laughs> so Maher. Maher, that's what it was. He doesn't, um, he doesn't even know now. I don't even remember. <laughs> it just popped in when I heard it. I'm like, God damn it. Okay, so let, let's actually take, let's, let me play advocate here. Let me play, let me play the, the So this is, so this is, this is the part where, where we kind of give our reactions to the show. All right. So. Um, well, what, what, was go, Andrew, what was Andrew going to say? No, no, that's, that's, I'm going to go with I'm going to start with Andrew. So he's going to say his point and then give his give his opinion with with the with the nerve pronunciation versus nerve. Honestly, I I think that the decision to pronounce it that way kind of tie goes into the theming where you have humanity, but to save humanity, you also have to strip yourself of that at least to an extent, while also you know coming of age choice. Right, the the, the change from nerve to nerve kind of makes sense to me. It's it's a small dumb thing, and yes, I am stretching. I'm pulling wait, a hammy. Okay, wait, so, so I'm, wait, I'm waiting for you to kind of make a sense out of this because like yeah. I'm pulling a hammy for sure. But I I'm I'm kind of okay with it just because it kind of fits with the overall uh, narrative. Now it, with but, but why does it fit? Because it's because the way that I'm. It's because this is, hipster, this is hipster reasoning. No, no, no. It's not. It, first of all, this is my first exposure to the show, and I'm fucking loving it. Okay, whatever faults may be with it, however, it doesn't hold up true to the previous. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the shit out of it. Every single aspect of it, even the parts that don't flow well, even the parts that are clunky, even the parts that are simply lost in translation, like with the Frank Sinatra song. Like for me, right. somebody coming to the show and being able to just go just knee deep in theories and in uh, cross posting and just like looking into symbology and what this means in the greater scheme of things is incredible, right? This show, like, is only on episode eighteen. I think I've got like maybe five, yeah, yeah, six more left, and I this will be on my repeat watch. And for me, having those different translations, having the subs, having the original dub, that's just all a benefit. That's just all like my bucket, my cup is full. And it's overflowing, and it's and it's flowing over. Dear and young I'm Andrew, your, your cup, your, your cup is runneth over. With, Correct. With what about your What about your jizz sock? Is that filled too? Yeah, uh, crusty. Mm-hmm. We're on a sock three point oh. Okay. Oh, God. Oh. Well, you oh. just you got to get the tube one, the tube socks. That'll last longer. <laughs> the extra long ones. Yeah. If you get the little short ones, little Nike ones for 
ease of exercise, you're just going to have to constantly get a new one. <laughs> ease of exercise. <laughs> How do you go in a store to buy I those? Do, I don't Excuse know. me. Sorry. I watch a lot of a lot of anime and hentai. What is it? No I have the sock for you. <laughs> what is the uh, what is the sock to uh, over here? What is the sock to just ratio on this brand over here, sir? Do you recommend a full tube sock, or do you can I go with an anklet? Is that uh, is that okay? I'm loving the shit. That's out the, of the word show. I was looking for. Anklet. anklet. I, went, I, went, I went with ease for exercise. I don't know. Ease for exercise. Can <laughs> loon. God. No, I'm loving it. I'm. I'm. You know, obviously, my exposure to it is limited, but 10 right. Out of no, but again, that's sure. why when you when you said you wanted to be on this on this episode, I sure. was excited because I wanted to know. Somebody who's never seen the show and watching it for the first time and going through it, Otaku. what so, what, the, what you thought of it because, <laughs> um, and, so and to give him more, give and, a little bit more context well, because there's so that. much to the show. There's not only kind of Shinji's dealing with his relationship with his dad and kind of you know finding a pair, but it's also him like building you know how he deals with relationships with Ray and Asuka, Misato, everybody else. But it's also kind of how humanity is dealing with this, you know these these aliens and and kind of. The fact that, um, you know, essentially they're piloting, you know, being, you know, essentially bio machines that are, you know, that can turn. They're called mechs. That can turn to, they're called Avas, Mike. Yeah, you don't fucking try Come on. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I'm like, all right, fine. Right, just that, that, can, right that can lose their shit and such and become, yeah. you know, angels themselves if, if possible. So, mm-hmm. but again, you know, that's why, again, I, I like the now, idea of having you on this show now for background for me and uh, i'm gonna be put right on both y'all shit lists right now i primarily watch anime with the english sub that is my preferred way can you take your jizz sock and struggle yourself with it please <laughs> so here's my thought right i understand that things do get lost wait but do you watch it with the original japanese dialogue or do you watch it with english dialogue and english sub this is where i'm gonna ultimately I, oh, I, wait, I, you just confused me what was the question <laughs> Do you watch it with Japanese dialogue and English subtitles, or do you watch it with English dialogue and subtitles? I watch it with the English dub. And the subtitles? No. Then why did you say you watch it with subtitles? I said I watched the I said I watched the English dub. Did I not? Okay, let me retract. I watch it with English voice actors. Okay, so you watch dub. Right, which is what I thought I had said. But if I didn't, I'm sorry. So the reason why is because, like, while... And this just goes into me being a foreigner and not... I don't know, Michael and I, we had a little what, bit of a What is there a name for that? What's the name for it? The uh, official Gaijin? Name? Gaijin? <laughs> Jesus Christ, who did that? Who's knocking <laughs> the shit over in the studio? Uh, it is somebody. Oh. Um, so the reason why is because while I do understand that people are giving fantastic performances in languages that I simply do not understand. You just don't like to read? With, when I watch shows... He's not a translinguist. <laughs> when I watch shows, I like <clears> to watch the show i don't like to look at the look at the subtitles and then look at the 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 picture for a little bit and then look at the subtitles and look at the picture for a bit and i know that makes me sound like a a, like a fucking weeb right like like a millennial and that's fine i totally get that but for me when i'm watching a show i can better appreciate a performance by a voice actor if i understand the language now that's not to say that i can that I can't tell when people are putting on incredible performances in other languages. You in just other prefer languages, to hear it in your own. Language. I prefer to hear it in my own language so I can appreciate. Okay, it'd be okay. English privilege, I guess. Well, all right. Well, now we've created another subclass of privilege. So, Andrew, you enjoyed it being a new person. I'm to loving the, show. the fuck out of it. You're dude. loving the show it. is incredible. That's awesome. I fucking I'm, love it. And again, that's um, before we go into Mike's opinions. That's one thing I I look at it either way that. 
Netflix having this gives another generation a chance to see this anime that when I, when we grew up watching it and it was coming out, it was fucking awesome. It was weird. It was a giant mind fuck, but it was awesome. Yeah. And now new generation can, I kind of experience it because dude, it changed my life, man. You know, it, 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 it presented a lot of stuff in like a tw- in like a 24, 26 episode series that would take like other shows, like two seasons to do. Um, so for me, when I started watching this new dub, uh, it took me a couple episodes to really get used to the voice actors. Um, whoever they got to do um, the, the voice, the voice actors for Asuka really makes her into a, into a giant, giant cunt. Yeah. And that is, I mean like, and that's the whole thing is like Asuka and Shinji's relationship isn't, is, is a difficult one. And she's supposed to kind of be a, be a bitch to him. And like, they do that really well in this. Like they do, they kind of continue that. Cause Asuka was always my girl, like in the original series, um, she still is, but you know, uh, actually Wife a friend for life. Actually, no, what's funny is, um, a friend of mine, he watched it and both me and him like Asuka. And then he came up with a phrase that I was like, Oh, I agree with that. He goes, I'm an Asuka boy, but I'm a Masato man. Mm. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like Masato now too. Um, but what the changes that were made in the dialogue, obviously were more direct translation. I think in some places where the delivery is, it falls below. It, it doesn't reach the same pinnacle as the original to me, but I'm still enjoying this new dub. Um, it's kind of taking me back to when I saw it originally. So it's almost kind of like I'm seeing it again for the first time. No, going so if you're watching it again for the first time, is it giving you that sense of wonder? Yeah, well, I mean, there's things in that the like, like as well? it's been a while since I've seen the series. I've mm-hmm. seen the movies, and again, when we talked about the rebuild series, the you know the first you know the first movie follows the first five episodes of the show, and then after that, it completely changes. And I've enjoyed those, but going back and seeing kind of the original you know story arc, as you you know as we could say, I've enjoyed it immensely. I've I've liked it. Um, all my gripes aside um, and things I think Netflix could have done differently. Um, the fact that it, what, 2000, it's been 10 years um, or no, it's been more than that since the show has, you know, been on any service or, you know, been released on any type of media. Um, I'm glad that it's back out there. So um, Mike, your thoughts. I'm a sub guy, so honestly, this whole thing was just, eh, you know, I, I just... It's, it was a stretch for you to watch the dub, huh? It, it, it was really hard, to be, to be honest. It's probably why I was okay with it, too, because I never sat down and watched the entire season dubbed anyways. Like, did, did I watch few episodes here and there dubbed? Yes. In fact, some of my some of my VHS tapes I could only find in the dubbed version. Well, yeah, because you had to fight some other fat fuck for him. And yeah. you, know, you had to, you, you know, you kind of took what you got at Suncoast, you know. Right. And sometimes <laughs> no. I could only afford the dub because the dub was cheaper. True. That's I remember than that. the subtitle. Yeah. The subtitle back in the 90s was sometimes three times the cost of the. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, let's take and a. You got a two, and you got two episodes per tape, I think. Yes. I, I, I think I spent sometimes $65, $70 per VHS tape. Yeah. For the sub. So. Uh, so I prefer the so you, da- you damn kids and you're only you know 10 12 dollars a month for netflix and your viewings you are <laughs> you fucking take that for granted you piece of shit now get off my goddamn digital lawn yes yeah, <laughs> 70 dollars for two episodes <laughs> wow that's wild i mean but that's all you could do back then sure. so 
I do have thoughts on how they handled it and whether or not Netflix should continue to do something like this. I, I've managed to form some thoughts about that <laughs> through this discussion. Honestly, I feel like I would like Netflix to continue to take licenses as long as they do right by the anime fan base. Because as I said, the CEO Funimation, uh, the CEO of Funimation was so upset saying, Oh, it's the disservice and it would, it would do better. It would do better on Funimation. And I scratched my head and I'm like, would it, you have 300,000 subscribers and Netflix has 150 million. More people are going to see neon Genesis pop up on their feeds as a suggestion going to be in this library more people will end up seeing neon genesis genesis on netflix than if it was on funimation as i said look at andrew andrew would not have watched this series and come to enjoy it if it was on funimation and that's and i think one one reason to kind of piggyback off of that and i think that's one thing that funimation should probably change is how they suggest shows for people um, cause they, he did say like, oh, you know, we would have branded, we would have done, we would have done brand managing better for it right. and, and this and that. It's like, but what would you have done to like put it in front of people who you, who only use your streaming service or who don't use you know, your streaming service? And what service. would you have done? What would you have done? Would you put the whole series out at once or would you have done like a DVD like a month and right. You know, release them, you know, and, and, you know, from there, but again, with the future of, of other shows, um, like we talked on the last episode, we talked about new shows coming to Netflix. Now, these are shows that aren't um, old series that have been relicensed by Netflix. These are newer shows mm-hmm. um, that they've licensed. And I think for them, if they go after other iconic series, and I think the only other one that they can really go after, but I don't think is ever going to really come out for other people to license is the Robotech Macross series. Because Harmony Gold has that on lockdown. Yeah. They ju- they just renewed the the licensing for it, so you know if that ever runs out or if Netflix you know buys them out, we could get an unedited you know Macross Robotech yeah. out here. But um, but but you know, Greg, overall, I'm okay with Netflix handling stuff like that, especially if it's been stuck in limbo hell for licensing for how many years, and they're the ones who kind of got the ball the ball rolling to get it out there and then remaster or redo the dub so that it fits a modern audience and and lives up to the specs that they want for their service that are quality. I'm okay with that because it's bringing more people to the fold. It's introducing 150 million plus people potentially to anime, which helps the fandom as a whole. So I'm okay with it. So I think at the end, whether, however you look at it, it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. Um, but people are enjoying it. People are seeing it for the first time. They're re-seeing it, you know, again, after so many years of it being absent. So it's kind of the first time for everybody again. Um, so I thank you guys for joining us, Andrew, Mike, thank you for joining me today. Um, Andrew, especially, I really liked your, your view on it since you're, you're new to it. Um, again, guys, this has been Otaku. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google play. Um, what's our other platform? Google Play, Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. And again, uh, RainManDigitalMedia.com. Thank you so much. This is Greg for Otaku. Everybody have a great night or day. Wherever you're listening.